Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And we're going to have one of those boring but important episodes today. But don't worry, I don't think that Anything could ever be completely boring in Vegan Business Tribe. But you will have heard me just opening the podcast, as I do every single week, by saying that I want to help you run a successful vegan business. Because if you run out of money or you just burn out because you have to work too many hours to turn a profit, then you can't help us move the vegan cause forwards with your business. And if you started a vegan business to actually make a difference, to help bring about a fairer, cruelty-free world, as many of us did, then you need to start taking what you are doing seriously. And that might mean learning some of the basic business skills that, up until now, have just been a complete mystery to you. But once you've learned them, they completely change how you approach your business. So, before we jump into that and get our serious heads on, just a quick reminder that whatever stage your vegan business is at, you are not alone. We have a huge community of vegan business owners just like you over at Vegan Business Tribe. And if you are looking for support whilst at the same time you want to support our mission to champion the vegan business scene around the world, then I would love to invite you to become part of our community too. As a member of Vegan Business Tribe, you get access to all our content, our courses and collections, our online networking meetups and our business clinics. But you also get access to myself and Lisa through our community hub. And we're here for you to use. You can come to us with your questions and your problems in the hub because if we don't have the answer for you, we'll then be able to tag in another one of our members who likely will. So go take a look at the website at veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on that join button on the homepage and before you know it, you can be part of the most amazing community of vegan business owners you would ever hope to meet. Okay, so what we're talking about today is probably the most important thing in your business, and that is cash, money in the bank. And before you argue with me, yes, I know that many of us are not doing what we do for the money, but let me tell you, there is no way to do what you do without it. Money is the basic lifeblood of a business. And no matter how unethical that makes you feel, wages still need to be paid. Suppliers still need to be paid. And usually on time, or they'll soon stop supplying you. Taxes, either unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your worldview, need to be paid. Your promotions need to be paid for, materials need to be bought, loan repayments need to be met. And if you're lucky, at the end of all that, you might even get to pay yourself too. 
And if that money stops, then your business stops, which is where the business saying of cash is king comes from. Because I don't think I've either had a business or been involved with a company that hasn't faced a cash flow pressure at some point. Even the most successful, profitable businesses can have cash flow problems when they don't have enough money on hand to cover all their bills at one particular moment in time. And it's entirely possible for a company to be hugely profitable on paper but to actually run out of money in the bank. And when that happens, no matter how much work you've got in the pipeline or how large your debtor's book is with invoices that are due to be paid to you, you've got a problem. So the trick in business is to make sure that you avoid this situation entirely or so that you have so much notice that it's going to happen that you can do something before it does. And this is why, in my opinion, you have more security when you have your own business or you work for yourself. I've spent the vast majority of my career either as self-employed or an employee of my own business. And friends who have always worked for large companies, they've asked me how I dealt with a financial insecurity of working for myself. And I would ask them this question. If you work for a large company and you got told that you were losing your job at the end of a month, how long do you think your boss knew that was going to happen before you did? Maybe a month or two before? And how long do you think their boss knew that if things didn't improve in the company, they would likely have to make some layoffs? Perhaps six months before. And what opportunity did you have as an employee to do anything about that? Likely none at all, because you were busy just doing your job and you had no idea what else was happening in the company. But let's flip that around to your own business. If you looked at your cash forecast for your own business and you could see that in six months' time, your company was going to run out of money, what would you do about that? Well, you'd do something, wouldn't you? You'd really have a push on your sales. You would change what you were doing. You'd look at a way to cut costs or to have other income coming in. In short, you would take action to make sure that didn't happen. And you'd have six months to do something about it. And that is the difference between having your own business and working in somebody else's. When you've got your own business, you've got the opportunity and the security of being in possession of all the facts. You don't have somebody above you who knew where the current path was leading and was happy just to let you and your job walk off that cliff as a way to solve the company's cash flow problem. If you employ people yourself, you've also got that responsibility to make sure you're looking ahead to ensure that your company remains in a position to pay them. And you can't do any of this if you don't have those facts at hand. If you don't have a reliable forecast of what money your company is going to have in the bank in three, six or even 12 months time. 
Having a financial forecast, it allows you to take really important decisions about the direction of your business with some degree of certainty. It's like being able to spot that your business is going to hit an iceberg in a few months' time, but having the time to change the course of your ship. It allows you to see potential problems while still having the time to fix them and to shake things up if you realise that if you keep doing what you're doing, then you're not going to be any better off in 12 months' time than you are now. So, how do you actually do this? How do you start forecasting where your business is going to be and how much money you're going to have in the bank in the future? And if you avoid doing all this stuff because you haven't got a head for figures, then I'm going to let you into a little secret. Neither do I. I'm the sort of person who can add up a column of figures three times in a row using a calculator and get three completely different answers. But I still managed to get my head around basic cash forecasting very early on in my career. Now, if you have your own bookkeeper or accountant, then start there. They will very likely already have a template that you can fill in to produce your cash forecast, or your accounting software might even be able to do a lot of this for you. And if you're looking for a vegan accountant, you know, somebody who just understands why you're doing what you're doing, then just come and get involved with Vegan Business Tribe, and we can introduce you to one that's appropriate for your size of business. Or just Google vegan accountants. But for most of us... All you need is a spreadsheet. Now, you can use Excel or you can use Google Docs, but start by putting the months of the year across the top. And then in each column going down, you need three basic sections. And if you can't visualize all this, then just Google a cash forecast spreadsheet so you can see what we're talking about. So first in that month's column, which might be April, for instance, we need to list out all the money that is coming into your business that month. And remember, we're talking about cash and cash forecasting. So that's actual money that will be landing in your bank, not the invoices you raised that month. Until those invoices are paid, that's just a number on paper. It's not cash in the bank that you can spend. So it might be that you've got estimated sales figures that you can put in there, or it might be that you've got retainers that are fairly consistent, or that you've just raised a big invoice, which is due in a month's time. So in that situation, you'd put the expected money coming in from that invoice into the next month's column. Below your money coming in, you then need to list all the money that is due to go out of your business in that month. And get this as accurate as you can. So go back through your company's bank statements and find all those running costs that you might have forgotten about. Those online subscriptions, those supplier costs, your rent, your rate, your marketing budgets, but also include paying yourself and your staff in that too. And again, Project ahead for when those big bills will be due. So, for example, if you pay a supplier once a quarter, then get that in your forecast in the relative month that that money is due to go out. Also put in when your business tax is due and an estimate of how much it will be. And in fact, if you're one of those really clever people with spreadsheets, then once you have this cash forecast set up, you can actually use it to give you an 
estimate of what your tax is likely to be. But also make sure to include a row for things like any loan repayments your business may be making or anything like that that might not be immediately obvious. And once you've got all your cash coming in and cash going out into a column in the spreadsheet, it's then a really easy autosum to minus one from the other. And then that will tell you how much money you'll be better off that month. Now, hopefully that's going to be a positive number rather than a negative one. But don't worry if it's not, because that's why we're doing this forecast in the first place, to work out the reality of your business. Then, the last thing to do in that column is to put the opening statement of your company's bank balance that month at the bottom. So, how much money was in your bank on the first of the month? And then you can add or minus your estimated cash flow from it to give you a forecast of how much money your company will have in the bank at the end of the month. And therefore, that also gives you a forecast of what your starting balance will be for the month after. And now looking at cash flow forecasting in its simplest form, that's pretty much it. If you fill out a spreadsheet with your estimated money in and money out for the next three to six months, and if you're as accurate as you can be in that forecast, then it's a bit like having a crystal ball. You can peer into the future of your company's finances. And Lisa, she's the chief cash forecaster in our business, and she is amazingly diligent in keeping the forecast up to date. It's rare that what our cash flow forecast estimates will have in the bank in a few months' time is off by more than £100 or so. And that's what you have to get into the habit of doing yourself. So, if you win a new contract, then estimate when the money is likely to drop into your account and update your cash forecast accordingly. Or maybe if you win a new contract, you're going to have to spend first on that contract. You're going to have to buy in supplies and materials to fulfill that order. Or you're going to have to pay freelancers to do the work before you get paid from the client. Then put all of that money in and money out around your new order into your cash forecast too. Every time you know you're going to have new money coming in or going out, your first thought should be seeing what that does to your cash forecast. What impact does it have on your business? And the great thing about spreadsheets is that once you've got your columns and your sums set up, you can keep extending that cash forecast to look even further into the future. Now, this is a little bit like weather forecasting. So the further you look into the future, the less accurate that forecast is going to be. But when you start to look further ahead, that's when you can really start using your forecast to make the important decisions about your business. It starts to give you clarity. For example, if you do a six-month cash forecast and you can see that in four months' time, your forecasted bank balance it drops below zero, then instead of that seeming just to hit you out of the blue and you having to deal with it in the moment, you've just given yourself four months' notice to do something 
about it. You've spotted the iceberg before you've hit it, and you've given yourself time to change your course. At the very least, that might be identifying that you need to get an overdraft facility in place if your cast forecast shows that you'll be bouncing back into the positive a month or so afterwards. And remember, banks always seem a lot happier to grant you an overdraft in the moments when you don't need one. So doing this gives you the chance to have that conversation with them early. But better than that, it also gives you the space, the time and the opportunity to try and do something to improve that situation before it happens. Because it might be that on paper, your company is absolutely fine. You've got plenty of invoices due to come in over that period and that will get you out of the cash flow problem very quickly. So in that case, you might just switch your focus to getting that money coming in sooner to close that gap. Can you pull some work forward to cover the cash flow? Or could you negotiate a customer part paying you sooner? Or could you pay a supplier later? So just on that one, as an example, if you currently pay a supplier on 30-day terms, then ask if they'll move you to 60 days instead. Extending payment terms with a current supplier, it's the same as taking a payment holiday on a mortgage. So you still have to pay the money, but you get a month's respite. And that can have a really positive impact on your cash flow. And because you know that the situation is coming up ahead of time, because you've got a cash forecast, then you can deal with it using a little bit of creativity and not in a mad panic because you've just realized that you've not got enough money in the bank to pay your staff. But it's not just about looking forwards to give yourself time to avoid hitting those cash flow icebergs. When you can see the likely finances of your business laid out in front of you in a spreadsheet for the next six months to a year, then you can start playing about with some of those figures and just see what happens. What if you cut out some of those costs in your business? Do you still need to rent that extra office space? And what difference will that make to the cash you'll have in the bank in six months' time if you were to get rid of it now? Take that expense out of your cash flow and just see what happens in the spreadsheet. What if you stopped offering your customers 30 days to pay so that the cash came in in the same month that you raised the invoice? Or if you started taking a deposit payment up front, what difference does that make to your cash flow? What if you just increased the sales by 5% each month? And putting a sum into a spreadsheet to calculate things like that automatically, it's really easy. But what difference would that make? to where your company will be in a year's time. You can look at what might seem really insignificant figures in your business month to month, but realize the compound effect of those figures over a year. That £100 a month that you're paying out for something that you don't really need, that extra 10% that you could put on your prices, those things put together that might be the difference in 12 months' time between being in the red and being comfortably in the black. And you just never realised. And that's what these cash flows are brilliant to see. And this is when you can really start to plan the growth of your business. In my experience, 
a nicely growing business it isn't always down to the big things. You know, the big new product launches and the big marketing plans. It's often about being in control of the little things and just being very diligent about making continual improvement. And once you've got all your monthly figures and your forecast laid out in that spreadsheet, this is when you can see all of that. This is when you can play about with those figures to see what a difference it will make to where your company is in a couple of years' time. I've seen more companies grow by focusing on just increasing their sales by a few percent each month than I have companies coming up with some new big idea that makes them into a huge success overnight. Doing a forecast like this, it might also give you a bit of a shot in the arm. If you're a struggling business and you put together a forecast and you see that in another two years, you're likely to be no better off than you are now, then that's telling you that it's time to just shake up what you're doing. You can see that you're going to have to do something different or maybe even something really drastic to move your business forwards. But in the same way, it may actually show you that you're doing better than you think right now too. And once you've got your money put aside to pay your next tax bill, and once you've got that buffer bit of money built up against those unexpected costs, then you might find that actually you've got a bit of money that you can invest back into the business that you just hadn't realised. And maybe, yes, you can afford to take on that person to do your social media for you. That yes, you can afford to upgrade your IT system so that your customers get automatic reminders instead of you having to do everything manually. Yes, you can pay off that loan early to avoid the extra interest. Or yes, you can actually do something with that money that aligns with your company's ethics. You could back a charitable vegan project or afford to donate some of your team's time for free to worthy causes. Or maybe, just maybe, you could even afford to take a back seat much earlier than you thought you could. And again, I've seen this in businesses where the owner comes to retirement and their financial advisor or their accountant points out that with the revenue they are earning, they could have actually done it years earlier or simply brought somebody else in to run the day-to-day -day business and still be able to afford to take enough money out to live well. But they just never looked at the figures or done the forecasting to give them the confidence to do it. And then finally, what if you've been listening to all this and you're thinking, well, this all just seems a bit too much like hard work. What if, like me, you just don't have a head for figures and you're no good at keeping on top of things like this? Well, to be honest, you need to get good. Like I said right at the start, if you're in business to actually make a difference in the world, if you're trying to move the vegan cause forwards, then you owe it to your mission to learn these basics of business planning. Your bookkeeper or accountant, they will help you. And if you're really struggling, then at the very least, bring in your friend or your partner or your son or your daughter or anybody who's just good at organising and make it their job once a month to go through and update your cash flow with you. 
Imagine how slow you would have to drive your car if you could only see a couple of feet in front of you. Well, that's how slow your business will end up moving if you cannot see further ahead than a few weeks financially. If you don't do this, you will always be having those unexpected cash flow problems, those unforeseen expenses, that tax bill that seem to just come out of the blue. You'll not see those icebergs until your ship runs straight into it. So, if you don't have a cash forecast for your business, no matter how large or small your company is, when you finish listening to this today, I want you to go out and set one up. Because that extra information, it will enable you to make really informed decisions about the direction of your business, what you can afford to do, what you can't yet, and what changes will make the biggest impact. Okay, so let's round up with a quick recap of what we've just covered about how to create a cash flow in your business and why cash is most definitely king. Number one, and I'll start by repeating that statement, cash is king. You may have a really profitable business on paper, but the moment that you don't have any money in the bank to pay your bills, your suppliers and your staff, no matter how much money you have due to come in later, you're in trouble now. Point two, if you know the reality of your business and you have a forecast that knows how much cash you have coming in and going out, then that gives you the opportunity to make sure you never get into that kind of trouble. Even with just a month's notice of an upcoming cash squeeze, you can try and pull invoices owed forward. You can renegotiate terms with suppliers or at least get an overdraft facility to cover it. Three, your accountant or your bookkeeper, they will already likely have a cash flow template set up as a spreadsheet that they can give to you. Or your account software may even have cash forecasting built in. Simply Googling cash flow forecast templates, that will show you plenty of examples. Remember, we live in the information age after all. Four. Having a cash forecast not only helps you avoid those financial icebergs that might sink your business ship, but they also let you plan the growth of your business too. When you have a spreadsheet set up with all your company's incoming and outgoings, you can play with those figures to see what a difference just increasing your sales a few percent each month actually makes. And point five... Your forecast might also give you a shot in the arm. If you can see that in two years' time, you're likely to be no further on than where you are now, then now is the time to change and do something about that. And the opposite is also true. So maybe your forecast shows you that actually you could easily afford to bring somebody else in to run the business for you and still take out a good living without having to do the day-to-day -day work. And that is it. Now, I categorised today's session as boring but important, but hopefully it's not been too boring. And like I said, we've got a lot of experience amongst our community in Vegan Business Tribe who can help you with this. And just like you, they're vegan 
too. They share your ethics, so they want your business to succeed. Just head over to veganbusinesstribe.com to find out how you can join us, but also how your membership means that we can keep putting out this podcast every week and keep putting out all our content and helping vegan businesses across the globe. As always, if you found this session useful, then please do hit subscribe or write us a five-star review if you're signed up to iTunes or just a thumbs up or whatever your platform allows you to do to show your support. It really does make a huge difference. And if you know somebody with a vegan business who you think would benefit from knowing more about today's topic, then please do send them a link to the podcast. So thank you so much for giving up your time to listen. We appreciate it, myself and Lisa, more than you can ever imagine. And I'll see you on the next one.